0: Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening or good morning, I guess, if you're East. <laughs> so I'm not, not sure, but I know we've got plenty of folks in, uh, in Europe and so forth. So greetings to all of you. For those that don't know me, you know, my name is Clifford Rosen. Um, I've been given the honor and humbly grateful for being the president of the Center for Spiritual Awareness, where I've spent more than a few decades being Roy's boy and, um, enjoying every minute of it. So um, with that, our mission at the Center for for Spiritual Awareness, and it's Roy's uh, tagline on the web page, is that our goal is that everybody should be aware that there is an enlivening presence nurturing the universe. And there is. And we can learn to cooperate with it. And we can. And I know from all of my years and experience with Roy, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And Roy used to say to me way back, he'd say, Oh, you know, when and you know, when I was first teaching, I was a man a, a man boy or a boy man or something like that. A man child, that was it. And um and what I taught in the beginning, uh, despite the fact that um grace prevailed and my dreams came true, it was new and it seemed coincidental. Um and, and 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 I'm talking about prosperity, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about true prosperity, life, and um, the grace uh, fulfilling our lives and making us whole and bringing us peace and contentment. And uh, in Yogananda's very first book that he introduced at the Congress in the 20s when he first came off the ship in Boston, don't have the title at my fingertips, the science of religion, I think, the core message of that book was contentment, that um, through becoming aware of your true nature, you become finally content. Uh, And you get a contentment that no amount of money and no amount of good health and no amount of love and friendship, and um, if you're into fame, fame or anything else, will bring you because that's all temporary. It always changes, always everything. So even though you might find yourself momentarily uh, in a good spot with all things in harmony, um, it's liable to change. And uh, the only way to find true, lasting, solid, fundamental foundation of prosperity, contentment in all things is by very simply, you can just end, I can be finished with the class with this one line that's just becoming in tune with and becoming aware of and living in the knowledge of and awareness of your true nature of being as an immortal unit of the pure essence of of, 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 of ultimate reality um, all the time without distraction. And then you're, then you've awakened. But we all tend to get distracted, and uh, all of us, me, everybody. Roy didn't, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure he did. So, and I traveled with him; he did. But anyway, from time to time. Um, so, what I'm going to do is, um, and it's backwards on my screen, so I don't know if it's backwards on yours. I guess it probably is. But it, this says the spiritual basis of real prosperity, and is a current, a book that's current that you can order, and um, and I recommend it. In, uh, in dealing with this workshop, it's not, uh, I'm literally going to read from the book, which I don't usually do because I want everyone to know how smart I am. So I always want to use my own words, you know, but I do think it'll be useful and I want people to be attracted to the written words that Guruji used, um, because you can't improve upon them. But in this book, he leads off in his, um, in the opening. And by the way, some of what I'm going to do here is um, I'm not just going to blast through and read from the book and, and, and rip through it as quick as I can get end dead because I won't cover half of it. Um, you know, the real way to learn is to get a piece of knowledge in front of you and then just sit with that for a little while. You know, literally close your eyes and absorb it and until you know it in yourself not writing a note down fine to take notes but if you get the book you will not need to but that's the way I'd like to do this so I'm I'm not sure when and where I'm going to stop and we'll sit in the silence momentarily with pieces of this but I recommend that and then we may be able to get some nice um, key elements of it into our consciousness and be able to uh, with that see change which is a wonderful thing, improvement, awakeness, you know, become aware of something new. And that happens incidentally, spontaneously, all the time, not necessarily when you're sitting and meditating. In this book, towards the end of Guruji's um forward, his introduction, he was saying that the information in the book will be of value to the reader who aspires to total well-being and is willing to be responsible for actualizing and maintaining it. And so he's recommending that you read the book in its entirety and then peruse it until ideas and principles are understood. Take your time with each thing. Don't rip through it quickly. Create a private journal. Use the book as your private journal and then write your specific plans to implement constructive actions and take action and immediately actualize your plans but do it with unwavering self-disciplined resolve he writes acquired knowledge that is not applied is merely information and right application of useful knowledge will produce gratifying results so be curious enthusiastic you're in this world to grow be expressive and prosper in all ways and fulfill your spiritual destiny and then he closes with may all your worthy aspirations be fulfilled and may all your meaningful purposes be accomplished. So when Roy taught, and when Roy taught through his writing, he was very practical. And he wanted, he didn't just, it wasn't just, uh, you know, love and peace and, you know, Om Shanti. It was take action. Do these things. There's a chapter in this book towards the end. That is that I may not even deal with because it's so fundamental. (laughs) It's, it's chapter seven and it says money, what is it, how to manage it? And I will tell you, I read this chapter and it was like, make a financial statement, pay your bills. Um, It was, it was like a dad talking to his kids and saying, somebody may not have told you how to do this, but open a bank account, keep things balanced. Don't spend more than you have. It wasn't. Sit in the silence and envision piles of gold raining down upon you so you'll be prosperous. It was a very practical, this is how you do it thing. And I myself know that Roy was very, um, was very astute financially and quiet about it, but he was, he was, uh, very smart when it came to, to, to the fundamentals of, of dealing with cash. And I will tell you that that's the last thing that I want us to focus on in this class because money has less to do with prosperity, true prosperity than almost anything, really. Um, It's just one more element, it's one more leg on the chair of of, of your life, of what's all there. But now I'm going to read, the spiritual basis of real prosperity is alert awareness of our wholeness as spiritual beings that provides clear perception of the universe, as an undivided or whole manifestation of cosmic forces emanating from and sustained by a field of infinite consciousness. Prosper and prosperity are derived from the word Latin word prosperous, fortunate. To prosper is to thrive, flourish, and to be successful and to be affluent in a continuous flow of resources and supportive events and relationships that
1: Assure our highest good,
0: and you know. And I'm, I really would like to drive that home. Now, I've spent a lot of my hours and my days, secondarily dealing with um, business. I'm a business businessman yogi, and um, and I've been lucky and and fortunate and blessed, and it's been grace, and I've had a good life that way. But. If you offered me the fortune of uh, any of these great billionaires, you know, Bezos, um, you know, all the big billionaires, and you said, you can have that, but if to get it, you have to forget what you know to be true about life and God and the wholeness of the cosmos and the universe. I wouldn't hesitate for two seconds to say no. I wouldn't trade the knowledge of the truth about life for anything. You know, there's many a very, very wealthy person that is terribly unhappy, and there's many a poor person that is eminently content and satisfied. It's our health, our life, the flow of grace that really is true prosperity. Um, With that, there's a role for financial resources to play in our life. And when you're in tune with the infinite and in tune with your creative imagination, and you live life in a wholesome manner and you uh, use that knowledge to put out there to the universe, your wishes and dreams and, and projects or whatever you're doing, then leave it to grace and don't be clingy. Things come, everything happens. I've seen it happen time and again in my life. And so, and and and, and I, we've I've shared all of this, of course, with Roy over the years. and. And he had the same experience. You know, I'm not sure if you all are aware of it, but when Roy was a young man, he had literally, he was in Colorado. I think he was just out of the medical corps. And for some reason, he was planning on having his first, um, I guess called an ashram, you know, in Colorado. And he literally he hired an architect, and he drew up plans of some sort. And, and, he, and, and those plans manifested in CSA, and it just came to it. You know, he received a phone call from the predecessors and title, and they brought him in, and then and here he is, and look what he created—something that will change the world. You can literally make a list, and you can check. And in this first chapter, he has a list, and he says, "Here, you know, we are a truly prosperous wind, and there are bullet points. Are spiritually aware." are mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy, have harmonious, mutually satisfying relationships with people with whom we associate, and I love all of you, can appropriately relate to the world and its ongoing events and circumstances with confidence, can efficiently perform our duties and consistently accomplish our meaningful purposes, have our life-enhanced desires easily fulfilled,
1: and always have resources available that provide for our
0: well-being and enable us to live effectively. The one form of consciousness which manifests the energies and forms of nature is self-referring because it alone exists and it interacts only with itself. So everything in the realm of objective nature Light, the quantum field, atoms, molecules, electricity, magnetism, various forms of matter, living things, and the minds and bodies of creatures and human beings are aspects of the creative power of consciousness produced by its interactions.
1: So with me now, let's close our eyes together and looking within quietly, calmly with confidence. Know for yourself that the one
0: field of consciousness which manifests the energies and forms of nature
1: is self-referring. I'm going to go back to that. This one field of consciousness, the absolute, which manifests of its own accord, the energies and the forms of nature, our souls, its self-referring, because it alone exists, it interacts only with itself. And as units of that, as bubbles in the sea of this one field of consciousness, we interact with it. That absolute
0: one unmanifest field of consciousness that projects itself into creating this
1: universe is us. The atoms,
0: the quantum field, light, nature, molecules, electricity, magnetism, living things, the minds and bodies of creatures, ourselves, humans, are all aspects of this creative power.
1: And as aspects of this self-referring creative power, we, too, have the capability to express as it. And so eliminate, in this instant, all obstacles in your consciousness that lie between you and
0: perfect balance in all things. Health, love, Environmental influences, prosperity financially, having necessary resources when you need them, and having your wishes and dreams appropriate ones fulfilled I and mean, it's like mathematics, Yogananda would say it's unavoidable it's it, it just happens it's the way it's, it's the way we manifest the only thing lying between. Your manifested dreams and desires, your perfect
1: life is the small S of
0: you, your, your own doubts and thoughts and condemnations and limitations and so forth. So
1: evaporate them and know this to be true.
0: I knew a number of people that, and um, Roy included, that have visited and spent time with a uh, saint in India named Sai Baba, which most of you would have heard of. And Saibaba's uh, claim to fame was his ability to manifest material things out of the air. And uh, Roy had a ring that Babaji had created, and given to him, that he lost in a washing machine. I couldn't believe that. It was left in his pocket, of all things. Um, but when, and I don't know if it was Roy that asked him or somebody else, but the story is, is somebody asked him, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how do you manifest these things? And he smiled. He looked a little bit like a little boy and he kind of smiled and he said, I'm confident.
1: He knew, he just knew
0: it wasn't some, you know, effort he just was confident he had eliminated all obstructions at that level of you know manifesting physical things through this you know quantum field space and time and he made stuff and he did it to instill faith and to inspire people to be uh to, to know the truth that was his way of doing it but that was his answer going on I'm just slowly moving through the first chapter here. So Roy wrote Habitual states of consciousness primarily determine personal circumstances, prevailing over even heroic endeavors to think constructively or to act effectively. So let's remember that. Our habitual states of consciousness, the messages we tell ourselves, not our superconsciousness our states of consciousness, whatever the five senses and our past behaviors and our belief in our karmic load or whatever that is, these habitual states of consciousness are the things, the thing that primarily determines your circumstances prevailing over even heroic endeavors to think constructively or act effectively. And the way to deal with that is to meditate superconsciously. And be reminded of your true nature of being. And then your habitual states of consciousness will not be filled with self-condemnation, despair, doubts, and fears, and so forth. You'll just be in the light. More often than not. Not perfectly. We'll slip and do this and that and get stressed out. I hope not. I try not to, but what happens? And you need to be self-reminded. And you're self-reminded of your true nature of being through your superconscious meditation. So with even a modest degree of spiritual awareness and knowledge of the principles of cause and effect, we can soon learn how to determine our circumstances by our wise choices and constructive actions. These principles of cause and effect that determine circumstances, they're impersonal and universal. They operate for anyone, anywhere, anytime. It's cause and effect. It's how we think. It's what our minds tell us. Get the mind out of the way and let your soul nature prevail. And then the cause will be your pure nature of being and the effect will be reflective of that. And that's what you'll be. And that is, going back, the spiritual basis of true prosperity to be anchored in your
1: true nature of being.
0: He writes, very few readers of books with prosperity themes experience long-term benefits. The causes vary. They may not be able to comprehend the message. They may be unable to change their point of view from conditioned personality-centered self-conscious states to awareness of themselves as soul, self, capital S, determined spiritual beings. And they get distracted from their goals. They are complacently satisfied with uh, prevailing mental attitudes, thought processes, and addictive behaviors, familiar circumstances, and acquired friendships. They're just comfortable in their misery, but they're comfortable.
1: That's silly. Why live like that?
0: We have a prosperity consciousness when we're undeniably aware of wholeness, of having.
1: Close your eyes for a moment with me and and turn within. And do two things. to simply see yourself as you are, spiritually awake. So you've got the gift and then simply see yourself having, having it all. If you see it, it will happen. It's unavoidable.
0: Because we are units of this self-referring, unconditioned, pure state of being. That's what we are. So if you have this awareness of having as your normal state, its effects are naturally progressive and expressive. And these states of consciousness and mental states produce effects after their own kind. Now, you know, it, it, life is as it is and we have unforeseen circumstances and health challenges and things happen. So it isn't that, um, because you're fully self-aware that you're always in perfect health, you know, and, and you always have a perfect relationship and you always have a tremendous abundance or forget tremendous, sufficient abundance to meet your needs and resources, but I will tell you, I know for, I've been fortunate, I've lived my life and been just filled with grace, knowing the truth and being with Guruji and and doing my best to be a good yogi. And more often than not, I've had balance in all these things, everyone has challenges, but looking back and looking around me today, I can, you know, I was saying that when I was originally teaching, you know, Roy said he was a man-child, and I felt the same way. But now I've gotten a few gray hairs, and I'm looking back, and I'm saying, "Wow, I now understand it. It's no longer a coincidence to me." I don't have the confidence of such Sai Baba yet. I haven't been able to manifest much out of the air. Keep trying, but it's not there yet. <laughs> but I will tell you that, um, I shouldn't say that because I, I do, I do projects and they manifest right out of the air and I don't know what happens. They just happen. And some are significant and I'm not, it's humble and all grace and humility, honest to goodness. I don't know how these things happen, but they just happen. It's just, it's grace. So it is almost like Saibaba when I look back and look around me, it's uh, it's God's grace in, in action. And there isn't a single thing that you can't have in your life that you wish for appropriately if you're in attunement with your, your true nature. You know this to be true. And then you'll be confident
1: anywhere and everywhere with anybody.
0: So Roy has another section in this first chapter. I can't believe it's taking me so long to just get through this first thing. Um, so he wrote, how do you live your life? Interesting. And then he writes, this is, a, this is like a, a work session, a journal. And, and you can make don't need to make this list. Get the book. Are your activities well-ordered? Have priorities, duties, routines, or actions that you perform first because they are essential to your well-being and to living effectively and accomplishing your purposes. I meditate for decades, the first thing every day. while well, I, I stretch and train and get my prana going. Nothing ever interferes with my meditation, ever. Business, personal, my family understands. I'm going to get up and I'm going to meditate. And I'm going to go to bed the night before early enough so that I'm fresh in the morning so I can meditate. Because that's my business. That's the first thing. And people that I work with know, they just do not bother me before, say, 10 a.m. And I get up at, you know, 4.30, you know, 5, 5-ish. and um And I do what I need to do. Nothing interferes with it. So... Number three, do you think that you do not have enough time to do what you want to do or accomplish what needs to be done? Next, do you perform nonproductive actions merely to appear to be busy, to avoid boredom or to avoid having to think about more important matters? Have you eliminated nonproductive actions? Have you renounced personal relationships and social activities that are meaningless or which distract your attention? Do you pray and meditate on a regular schedule? Do you plan your work and other important activities so that you can effectively and efficiently accomplish your purpose? Or are you drifting around without a sense of meaningful purpose? Do you allow behaviors, personal relationships, and circumstances to be determined by your moods and whims, while naively thinking that the Spirit of God or your inner guidance is directing your path in life?
1: I'm gonna do that one again. Do you
0: allow behaviors, personal relationships, and circumstances to be determined by your moods or your whims, while naively, Roy kind of like went right to it to make us feel like, oops, no one wants to be naive, right? Thinking that the spirit of God or your inner guidance is directing your path in life. So he was practical, he said, "Do what you need to do, organize things, and then you open the door to true prosperity. And he went on and I'm not going to go through every single thing, but I'll give you some examples. Are you so you ask the questions so you need to work on these things if you are not, and you know are are you energetic, enthusiastic, glad to be alive, are you goal oriented?" Are you sincerely committed to awakening to your full spiritual potential as soon as possible? Are you using your energy wisely? You know, vital forces are weakened by superficial, useless talking, unhealthy dietary habits, irregular lifestyle routines, addictive behaviors, restlessness, purposeless actions, insufficient sleep. You know, it was funny. You know, I was with Roy for many, many years. The first thing he used to ask me because I was – You know, at certain points, I really got up even earlier and I meditated more. The first thing he asked me when I'd pick up the phone and we'd chat, he'd say, are you getting enough rest? Because I tend to, you know, burn the candle at both ends. And um, it was funny. I thought, you know, he'd ask me something more (laughs) with a little more depth, you know, (laughs) sort of like your dad saying, did you get some sleep? (laughs) You know, (laughs) how important could that be? But it was. So, you know, to the extent that we, so much of this really has to do with um, living our lives in a conscious manner, in a directed, conscious, and the word discipline carries kind of like a yuck tone, but in, in a self-disciplined fashion. And then you just, the, the rules are simple, and the harmlessness and, and and so forth that you want to live with, you know, the you know, the the restraints and so forth, that you want to use to be able to um, be all that you can be. So it really, at the end, he has a, um, a, a guideline to self-evaluation in this book and purposeful planning. And he gets right down to it, and he explains to you, And it, you know, it's for you to have a journal, and I won't go into exactly what those things are, but he says, do each of these things, boom, 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 and it'll help you open your heart and your mind to what you are, and then living in a manner that will open the doors to your own prosperity consciousness. And it's a personal choice. And prosperity is a personal choice. We can just simply choose to prosper, or we can choose to not prosper by not doing the things that we know we need to do. So it's a personal choice. And he writes Cause causes for hardship and suffering and limitation may be a lack of knowledge and how to live effectively. Well, we can eradicate that. You now you got it all. Just know what you are. Inability to perform effective actions because of a lack of experience. Well, you know, you can gain your experience. Resistance to learning, reluctance to modify mental attitudes, emotional states, and personal behaviors.
1: Lack of desire to live effectively. So the goal would be to
0: eliminate those things and eliminate things such as, and again he lays this out, as an absence of a clear sense of meaningful purpose. So get aligned with what your purpose is. And it doesn't need to be a huge, big, dramatic purpose. It could be anything. Your first purpose is to know your true nature of being and to be in touch with the nature of your self-referring
1: unit of pure essence of being.
0: That's the first thing. And that in and of itself can absorb you and keep staying with that. And then many of the other things, they just disappear. They just happen fear of change will go away attachment to existing circumstances is eradicated apathy indifference passivity and then of course egotism arrogance exaggerated unrealistic sense of self-importance knowledge and ability is a biggie but we can knock that down quickly once you start coming in touch with what you really are and then That's all replaced with nothing other than humility and and
1: grace and gratitude.
0: So live your life with meaningful purpose. A life without meaningful purpose is wasted. That which is meaningful to us is of value, of real benefit.
1: Engage in constructive endeavors. Soul awareness that is not blurred, that is not confined, that is not fragmented, is awakening and revitalizing.
0: So he goes in on this chapter. He spends a lot of time now that I'm looking at it about the obstacles, and I'm going to skip that because I'd rather talk about the positive rather than what you need to get rid of. I'd rather to talk about the things that you can have. So I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to read what he's written and reverse the things. So have self-discipline.
1: Have rational, not illusional, have rational
0: thinking. Be realistic. Plan. Execute. See what you want things to be. Use the silence to envision in your meditation the circumstances, whatever they are, that are useful and appropriate, see those circumstances prevailing in your life, and they will, while your soul attuned. Do not allow your thoughts and behaviors to be determined by your moods, and whims. Be self-determined. If you start feeling a mood come on, meditate. Stop. Meditate. Get back to your true nature of being. Be self-reminded of what you are. Eliminate that. Don't be reluctant to be organized. Be organized. Clearly define what you're doing. Guruji said every day he knew exactly what he had to do that day. He woke up. He had to write this. He had to do that. Every day I know exactly what I'm going to do, more or less. And I have a plan. And I do what I need to do after I perform whatever I need to do. And part of that is, of course, my spiritual work and so forth. And then I go and do my secular work. And, it all, and I have plenty of time. I never feel like I don't have enough time. And I've got all kinds of stuff going on. I don't feel stressed that way. And you don't need to feel stressed that way. There's plenty of time if you don't waste
1: your time. And that has a lot to do with it.
0: Are you wasting your time doing stuff? Meaningless stuff. Doesn't mean you can't sit and stare at the beautiful sunset. That's not a waste of time but maybe a few other things are, and I won't mention them because I might offend somebody. (laughs) There's a few. (laughs) Roy would Roy would mention them, but I'm a little more diplomatic. I loved his forthrightness, right? He'd just say anything to anybody to say, yeah, get over that. (laughs) They'd tell him something that was so meaningful to them, and he'd say, no, forget about that. Don't do that anymore. They'd be like crushed. He'd say, move on and he meant it so he was no, no 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 fool around with guruji once you start living in a prosperous fashion and these are things that you can um aspire to and and I'm going to read it but why don't we take a moment calm let's let's recenter in the silence for a moment together It's just too many words and not
1: enough um, absorption for my taste. So in the silence together,
0: in your consciousness, with your expanded consciousness, knowing full well that you are an unlimited, immortal, perfect, calm, clear soul, Self referring from the manifest realm. You're just simply a spark of that light. So that your perceptions are accurate.
1: Affirm with me
0: that your perceptions, the way you see things, is accurate. You see things through the lens of your soul nature.
1: You are not fearful. You're the observer. Your
0: intellectual and intuitive powers are enhanced as a reflected beam of light. How could they not be?
1: Intuition is the truth. Your intuition tells you everything. Listen to it. It's there telling you what to do all the time. As a unit of this light, your thoughts are well-ordered and rational. So feel and know your thoughts to be perfectly ordered, perfectly rational, so you can make plans, clear plans.
0: And you can put those plans in your creative imagination projected out into the ether. And that ether being self-referring can only do one thing,
1: manifest them, that's grace. Know and feel that your emotions are tranquil, and appropriate.
0: know that right choices, because your balanced, perfect mind is there, that they're easily made, and that right actions
1: are naturally, naturally performed. Obstacles simply melt away. There are none.
0: know and feel that any previous debilitating subconscious conditioning and addictive tendencies are simply resisted and weakened and removed by the superior influences of sustained superconscious states. I'm going to
1: stay with that for a minute with me. Debilitating subconscious conditionings cannot exist in the nature of your soul. They just aren't there. Addictive tendencies aren't there. So as you allow
0: your true nature of being to reflect in your meditation, in your quietness, just your true nature of being, All of these obstacles are removed by the superior
1: influences
0: of your sustained superconsciousness. It just makes makes these things melt away. It's true. I know this is true. And the psychic soul forces that were formerly confined by them are released and transformed for creative purposes. So two wonderful things happen. On the one hand, by allowing the superconscious influences to prevail, your true nature of being, to become prevalent in your metaphysical self, in your mind, beyond your mind, in just your being, it in and of itself weakens and dissolves these tendencies effortlessly. Not through effort. It just happens. They just become weak. Your desire for them just becomes less. And the beauty of that is, is that as that desire becomes less, this wonderful, free, the omnipresent nature of your superconscious state then becomes prevalent and, and starts becoming released and performs and transforms your mind to allow your creative purposes to to prevail, not impotent but potent. Symptoms of neuroses disappear, just go away. Things that you've previously thought were just part of you, they're
1: not. Physical health improves and appreciation for life is
0: enhanced. And experiences, relationships, circumstances are attracted to you that meets your every need. So discard the false notion that the material universe is separate from spirit. It's not. Very few people, Yogananda used to say, and I think it was Sri Yukteswar said, that Very few people really truly understand the uh, connectivity between spirit and, and this material world we live in. A single creative force emanating from omnipresent consciousness produces various aspects of itself to manifest and sustain this universe. And knowing this, you too can be firmly resolved to live with enlightened understanding in this world. So you can choose to prosper. And at the end of this chapter, uh, Guruji wrote, uh, you know, you get a notebook and do this and do that. Instructions on how to execute.
1: There's a quote in the Bhagavad Gita that I'll read.
0: When one, quote, constantly thinks about objects of the senses, attachment to them is produced attachment causes desire from frustrated desire anger arises and confusion is produced from confusion memory is impaired powers of discernment are diminished and one wanders aimlessly but the person whose mind is disciplined who moves in the world with the senses controlled and who is free from attachments and aversions is soon established in peace, and that purity of spirit removes one from all sorrow. So, um, there, there is so much more, I've you know, highlighted, my goodness, page after page of this, but I, I've managed to eat up the workshop, just touching on it. Um, and uh, I'm blessed to be here, and, and and so grateful to have each of you with here. But I always like to mention back office, Willie and Kath and everyone that does the the heavy lifting. And we're deeply, you are all, you're all support and keeping headquarters going. And, uh, you know, our goal is to take advantage of this new circumstance that has all of us, um, networked together worldwide. I've seen names on this screen. I, you know, there's not time for me to go through each one and tell you each one how much, how grateful I am to have you with us. and say hello, but um, I see you there. And I am just so thoroughly happy to have you with me. Isn't that amazing doing this? And it'll never stop. It'll grow. And we'll come up with other ways to uh, even enhance this experience as time goes on. Um, why don't we go ahead, and, since we have just a couple of minutes left, let's just go ahead and center ourselves and, and just simply be self-reminded and I'll be affirm for you, as I know it to be true, that as your conscious awareness, super-conscious awareness of your true nature of being is allowed to manifest, then I know with absolute certainty your wishes will come true and your worthwhile dreams and projects will manifest. Your health will be perfect relationships, and the, and the required resources to meet your financial needs will be prevalent. And I know that to the extent that you clarify your awareness and your super consciousness that this will happen, I know it to be so with absolute certainty. you are in your right place in this drama of life in the flow of circumstances your heart your life your breath all flow in perfect harmony with god as you know god to be and i send you all my love and, and blessings and gratitude for being with us today and om om shanti shanti om peace amen to you all god bless you
1: thank you